You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for July 20th, 2018. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where people at the higher ends of intelligence love our performance, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Happy 450th episode. Happy 450. It feels only like 449 to me, but it actually is 450. <laughs> um, very nearly I, consecutive. Yeah, I want to thank everyone who's remembered my birthday in the past week. It was Monday, and uh, this is birthday month, so you're never late with a birthday card. You don't need to say belated. Go right ahead and continue to get those $5.50 checks in or, or whatever. Uh, we are very grateful Um to everyone who's donated this week, uh, particularly those new people that we've never heard from before. Welcome to the Professional Left family. Uh, we've heard from some old time listeners who've been with us almost since the beginning with uh, contributions of various sizes. And we're also very grateful to you guys too. However long you've been with us, we appreciate it. If you want to donate $5.50 for my birthday, that's great. If you want to da- donate $4.50 for the podcast anniversary of 450 episodes to celebrate that, that's great. If you want to move the decimal point to the right of any of those things, that's <laughs> great too. Five or six places. Sure, that's fine too. We're, we'll take it. No problem at all. Yeah, yeah. We just really appreciate all of you. So thank we you for you. Your, your support and uh, for letting us know that what we do matters to you. That that means a lot too. And this week we welcome a new sponsor. Uh, that, well, we, we discovered a new sponsor at the theater. Uh, this we week. did. <laughs> uh, we went to go see Ant Man and the Wasp uh, at five dollars cinema. On uh, this week, there's a five dollars cinema offered here, and we enjoyed uh, the five dollars worth of Ant Man and Wasp that we saw, which was delightful. But the real part of the movie that we just looked at each other and said, "Holy God, please take us now!" Uh, were the previews for the coming attractions. Which they were, were the worst previews I've ever seen. I, I just I kept waiting for the good one because there's usually one good one, and there were no good ones. They right. were all shite. I mean, Tim Burton's Dumbo that is going to come around sometime after the Mueller investigation is over may be salvageable. It might be interesting. Every one of the other ones was just loud and dumb, and you could see what they were targeting. So take it away, Blue Gal. Our new sponsor is Non-Custodial Parent Cinema Productions. Are you stuck with your kid for two weeks in the summer or an odd weekend and have no idea how to keep a seven-year-old entertained for 90 minutes? The team who will undoubtedly bring you Hotel Scary But Lovable Monster 7 or Transducers 14, well, we've got you covered. With a summer movie lineup full of boys and dogs and robots and boys with robot dogs and princesses. Non-custodial parent cinema productions because 90 minutes with a kid can feel like a lifetime. (laughs) That one still tickles me. (laughs) It's Uh funny because it's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, that's exactly the market they're going for. So Drift Class and I are thinking about going into the screenwriting business. Yeah. Uh, either writing, you know, pre-CGI'd movies that we just, you write for five minutes and you're done. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps writing for uh, cable television or streaming services 
in which case we'll be riding billions with dragons. Yes. And, and possibly uh, time travel. Possibly time travel. I, I insist on time travel. Uh, <laughs> I understand. Just I don't want to give it away to our Hollywood friends out there. We know we have people who, who are in Hollywood, which is not really physically Hollywood anymore. But we know people in the business listen to this yeah. podcast. Sure. And we are interested in a, in a rewarding career, second career, or third career as screenwriters or screen doctors because we know what a plot looks like and how to get you one. <laughs> and uh, I, what I, did you say that there was someone named Geese? What was her? What was her name? There's someone attached to a project that, whose name rhymes with. We can't say specifically, but who name whose name rhymes with Reese Schmitherspoon. <laughs> uh, who's deeply interested in no. some of the things we want to do. I do like trophy wife time machine hot tub. I, I think that's I think a good idea. It's, it's, it just is Mad Libs at this point. And we know, see, <laughs> we're, we, we know all the movie plots for all the movies. So we can mix and match the point where it's not stealing, it's research. A lot of your people you know have written shittier movies than that. So <laughs> give us a shot. All right. Uh, but we we are a political podcast, so we're going to get to the politics and the very um, clarifying performance yeah. by the so-called president of the United States on Monday. What a birthday present yeah. to have Donald Trump uh, perform a servant dance yeah. in front of Vladimir Putin on the world stage. The dance of the Seven Veils with really no veils at all. It was just <laughs> exactly it was just, hanging out in public. You own me. Yes. You own yeah. me. And then the walk back and then the walk back of the walk back. And then I didn't really mean it. And I did like one of my colleagues at Crooks and Liars wrote uh, something to the effect of uh, in November 2016, we said we would like Donald Trump to be our president. We meant we wouldn't. <laughs> so go back and just undo all of that. We would love Luke, it. I'm not your uh, father. Mm -hmm. Luke, I'm not your father. Yes. You said something to me as we were prepping for this show that was also very clarifying, and that is, uh, how is it that Donald Trump supporters have all of a sudden fallen in love with Russia? Yeah. Because Russians are white. Russians are white. Because Russians are in, white. In their, in their estimation, and we know that is not technically true. No. That doesn't matter to them. In their, in their estimation, Russians are white, and they're run by a white male strongman. Right. He's very powerful. Remember, he's very powerful. He's so strong and powerful. Everything he does is so very strong and powerful. We love strong power, don't we? And let me just say, I was getting shirtless Putin pictures from my crazy Uncle Liberties before Donald Trump ever came on the, the scene. Because he, he was the strong leader yeah. that we needed because Barack Obama was a pussy. Right, right. And so this is a pre-existing condition with these people. This didn't arrive with Donald Trump. No. These white authoritarian loving racist republicans misogynist yes let's yeah, add that too have, yeah have always wanted someone like putin to come along and kill their enemies and elevate them to their position of absolute authority over everything and what what they saw this is the reason they got such a boner from it they saw uh vladimir putin declare to the world through the uh through the auspices of his puppet donald trump that vladimir putin is the most powerful man in the world mm -hmm. Because Vladimir Putin can make the president of the United States jump and beg like a dog and bend over and take it. And anyone who can make the president of the United States do those things and then apologize for it and then thank him for it and call him very powerful, very strong, so very strong and powerful, is truly the most powerful man in the world. So the white, racist, misogynist idiots who are the core of the Republican Party have found their true leader. And their true leader is Vladimir Putin. 
and they love every minute of it. So 79% of the people that you know, your your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues, uh, your crazy Uncle Liberty, who are Republicans in this world, 79% of those people thought that that Donald Trump did a great job in Helsinki. Absolutely. They watched what you – well, they didn't watch any of it, actually. I'm sure they watched it through the filter Rube tube, uh, and they all they saw were the little bits that Fox let them see. But they are of the firm opinion that he did a great fucking job, uh, did a wonderful thing, and of course now um, – Vladimir Putin's coming to America. He is. Uh, coming to America in the fall, uh, which came as a complete surprise to everyone. Um, it, and who was it that had to hear about this, you know, impromptu on stage? The director of national intelligence uh, had, no, right. had to hear about it from uh, Andrea Mitchell. <laughs> from Andrea Mitchell. Andrea Mitchell <laughs> heard about, it, heard her about it on her phone like, in her earpiece and said, oh, did you know that Putin's coming? Is that a, and, and he said, no. Dan Coates said, no. Is that really happening and she said yes and he said oh that's really interesting and yeah. uh, he also said that uh he wakes up every morning uh wondering what terrible things happened last night and they said that's yeah. all of us that's all of us, yeah, that's all of us. <laughs> uh, so my my title for the forthcoming podcast when that actually happens will be mr smirsch goes to washington <laughs> <laughs> which which all of you can rush out there and look up the word smirsh and then retroactively credit me for being abnormally clever brilliant, uh, brilliant. off the top of my head. Yes. Um but the the what what happened this week was we really did pick sides. Yeah. Um and, and we didn't we did I mean we have been pretending all along there's not we, because we on the professional left podcast, liberals generally know that this day was coming uh for decades. But I think you were taken a little bit by surprise, Blue Gal, by how blatant it was. Right, right. I thought that, I thought that uh, the Apprentice Trump would at least have a script ready, would at least yeah. have something that where he wouldn't lose face. And I do believe. I mean, even even though it appears that his base has stuck with him, uh, I think seeds of doubt were planted, and I I do believe that the both sider cable news media uh-huh. uh, sort of couldn't parse this in any way, in any both sider way, in any, this is, uh, you know, maybe there's some ulterior motive for Donald Trump doing yeah, this. They were asking any questions about it. It's like, oh my God, did he just do that? And yeah. then he tried to gaslight them the next day. And it was, oh my God, except on Fox, you know, right. Fox, right. but, but there were several people on Fox that reacted with horror on Monday and, uh, you know, Newt Gingrich begged Donald Trump on Twitter, come up with an explanation. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio also, he better have an explanation for this. And of course, well, the explanation was, I didn't want to say a double negative. Right. And that was enough for Newt Gingrich and Marco Rubio. Right. And and we said that at the time. I mean, at the time it was um, that he was blathering. He was walking back his walk back. Yeah. Um, and then slapping the staff around the White House for making him, making him um, yeah. walk it back in the first place because everyone is everything is everyone else's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the the problem with being a liberal is you could predict the outcome of every hand of poker that's now being played. Right. It's really kind of boring. It's tragic, but it's also boring. So it was this: how, how the hell are you going to get away with saying I just forgot to add an apostrophe nt to the end of a word and that's what happened as, as as when every context of everything you said clearly you didn't mean it yeah and the answer was always no 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 it, it isn't an answer for you 
this is a this is a the the dumbest fig leaf imaginable for the stupid stupidest people in America who can then yell at their liberal friends. You didn't mean it, okay? I mean this this was only for the meatheads in the Republican Party. This was for Marco Rubio. This is what is the minimum amount of walk back necessary for Marco Rubio to get back on all fours and be Donald Trump's Donald Trump's footstool. And it was uh, there was this one word I spoke wrong. And that's it. That's all this required. I mean, Marco Rubio is a soulless scumbag, uh, but he can't he, – there are certain things he, – he just can't quite defeat his gag reflex entirely. So he needs to find some little reason, some little thread, some little thing he can dangle in front of himself to, to pretend that he's in camouflage. And that was good enough for Rubio. It was good enough for Fox News. It's good enough for all the players on the right. But that was the clarifying moment. That was the part where we, you know, not we again on the left, but where everyone else sort of took a step back and said, wait a minute, there was no strategy here. I know what I saw. I saw the leader of the free world hopping around like a trained monkey for Vladimir Putin, who was laughing the whole time. That's what I saw. There's no strategy here. There's no explanation. There's no secret little plan that was taken up behind closed doors. This guy is owned by Vladimir Putin. He's his property. and. There's no amount of apostrophes and double negatives that are going to make that go away. So now how do we deal with that? And there is this moment. There's always this moment when Republican, the Republican Party crosses some new threshold of depravity where the media doesn't know how to deal with it. Right, right. Because they can't very well say the left was right. That's just No, that's not table. allowed. Right, right. But there has to be an explanation that will encompass the fact that they're watching – in real time, everything liberals warned about happened in front of their very eyes, in front of you know billions of people around the world. And so that's what you, you saw their sort of denial infrastructure fritzing out in real time because they didn't know what to do about it. So now we have picked sides at last. Now we yeah. do have two camps and a certain number of people in the middle who want to sort of lay their arms out in all directions and say, every opinion is valid everyone's equally welcome to the conversation, which isn't really true because liberals are not welcome to the conversation. No, no. Drift class, just a, just a new wrinkle to all of the sexy sex time of stuff that's going on with uh-huh. uh, the NRA spy. Yes. We now have uh, a woman who has a verified Twitter account, Robin Young. Uh-huh. She, is, she claims that she is a former James Bond girl. She probably is. She's also done playboy uh nude modeling and there is one of her pixelated out pictures nude pictures uh up at wonkat um she fell in love online with guccifer 2.0 and had lots of dms with him and uh apparently without uh this this woman we would not have the seth rich conspiracy because she helped guccifer to uh suss out the seth rich conspiracy theories uh and that is all stuff that is what here's here's what's really stupid about this she is uh posting her dms with guccifer to twitter that's great so everyone can see that she was the source of information on seth rich to guccifer too which which obviously all of that information made its way to hannity yeah you got to ask yourself why was hannity using seth rich for months and months and months as you know the lead story uh it's all very interesting. And, of course, then we have the honeypot who is uh, in jail. Mm-hmm. And and let's get into why the NRA became the conduit yeah. to all of these Republican men in power. 
Well, it's, yeah, it's you. money. <laughs> yeah, it's money. It's money. Big money. And there's really nothing more to say about it than that. But I, I am seeing this as such a um, morality tale in that all of the things that the Republicans have done to try to solidify their power are backfiring on them, mm-hmm. particularly the passing of Citizens United and this unlimited campaign spending means you never satisfy the beast. Right. You know, now running for Senate costs millions of dollars. And so where are you going to get that money? Well, Vladimir Putin has that money sure. uh, because he's stolen it from his country uh, and Russia and, and the Russian oligarchs that work for Putin and they all work for Putin. And so, again, I've said this before. I think Donald Trump just went where the money was. You know, yeah. this is and it, he didn't think about it in any way as being being a traitor or having any national loyalty or needing to have any national loyalty or no. needing to run for president and really put America first because no. there's money over here and I'm going to go get it because it's money. You know, he's a, tr- he's a truffle hog and, yeah, yeah. and, he found, and he is out snuffling around for money and money was what Russia could give him. So that's where he went. And because mm-hmm. Donald Trump has no loyalty to anyone, Donald Trump is 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 something that at, I think transcends traitor. He's just yeah. a natural criminal. Yeah, uh, yeah. he is yeah. A, a completely amoral, disgusting um, uh, carbuncle on the ass of democracy. Uh, who would have gone right on uh, screwing people out of money, ripping them off with his various scams, laughing about it, going on Fox, complaining about how he was robbed, um, how he was screwed out. But then suddenly he became president. Yep. And that corruption, that innate, deeply depraved, um, racist, misogynist core of him became the face of the United States to the rest of the world. Right. And right. His, that's why his people love him, because he really is them. I mean, he's yeah. a con man. He would shit all over them, rip them off, and leave them for dead, uh, given to have a chance, which is exactly what he's trying to do. But they're too dumb to know that. So mm-hmm. he is everything they aspire to be. And that's well, why they'll never leave him. He, as long as he repeats the id that has been fed to them for 30 years, yeah. he's he's speaking their language. And that is white supremacy authoritarianism. Yeah. Let's talk about some good news. Let's talk about some ways in which the dialogue has changed this week, at least in a very incremental way. I want to talk about Jordan Fabian from The Hill, who... Uh, stopped the press secretary from calling on him at a press gaggle and redirected her to Hallie Jackson, who was acting, asking a follow-up. This was the first time that they, that the press corps, the white house press corps, one person made a decision to not play that game and not play the game. They actually acted like a team. Right. Uh, for one and it, minute. And it was one guy making that decision mm-hmm. to just, no, I'm not going to play that game with you, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You're going to get the question that you need to get. And I, I really believe that the kind of calling out that happened on Twitter uh, for the Fox News reporter when, when uh, Trump in England would not call on Jim Acosta uh-huh. and instead he called on a quote unquote real network and he, and the Fox News reporter just took the question and Twitter exploded over that and said, really, Fox News reporter, you should not have done that. You should not have just taken his question. You said, no, Jim Acosta has a question for you first, Mr. President. And 
uh, that sh- that I think was read by enough people in the White House press corps to say, you know, that is a possibility. There is a possibility. And at least Jordan Fabian, the one guy at the Hill, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of respect for the Hill as a journalistic enterprise no. because they pretty much let anybody print op-eds there. But this one young man decided, I'm not going to play this game with you. And that incremental change may may change more behavior. I hope it does. Uh, the other thing I saw today, uh, which to me is progress, and maybe this is this goes along with something that that you've been saying, which is attack the center. Don't attack yeah. right wingers. Don't waste your time attacking Republicans. Attack the medium that gives them a platform. Attack right. the people who say they have to have fifty percent of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, people on Twitter calling out the Today program for having Sean Spicer on. Yes, I was going to say one of the things that that, that came broke to this week is Sean Spicer has a book and he's looking for love, <laughs> and, and uh, he's not finding any. No, he's not. Well, he signed. He obviously signed an NDA with Trump and doesn't have a lawyer to to uh, tear it down. Right. Doesn't have enough money to hire a lawyer to tear down his NDA that he signed with Trump. So he, all he can do is write a book about nothing, right. <laughs> because anything that people really want to hear him dish dirt on, he has a, a non disclosure agreement. Uh, so he he's written this book about you know vague, vague, vague this the story of my life and become how I wound up in the White House surprise and now I'm gone and now I have a book. And and that's boring. <laughs> so, but it's but he made it onto the Today program to pimp his book. And by the way, of course, you know where it's published, right? Regnery Press. Regnery yeah. Press, of absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh. So, the fact that people call didn't say Sean Spicer's book is boring. Sean Spicer this. Sean Spicer that. They went no Today program. Why are you doing this? Yes. Yes. And that's- who who decided that you're who, which booker at the Today program needs to be fired? Well, and, and every question, I, my understanding is I don't care about Sean Spicer anymore. He's no, gone. He's no, dead to me. Right. But every, the answer to every question was read my book. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not going right. to read your book. Your book is shit. You're shit. The entire administration you served with shit. You saw it happen <laughs> in real time. I know what the book's going to say. You're Baghdad Bob, and that's all you will ever be. That will be on your tombstone. You were the guy who laid down in front of the, the Trump train to tell mm-hmm. us all that the pictures we were seeing of people in a square were not what we were actually seeing. You, yeah. You just burned your reputation forever there. But right. that I think it's really important to point out just for a moment that the way you get on TV is to pay people money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you pay it in the form of hiring a booker and hiring an agent and hiring, hiring a an agent, the right agent and, and the right agent will have someone else that that show wants. Right. And trade it off. You know, I have whoever, you know, the latest movie star in my yeah. stable, right? That you will want to, ha- you'll want to have somebody from the Avengers. Or you'll want to have somebody from that has a fabulous cookbook out, or you'll want to have the hottest Christmas book. You've got to have Sean Spicer on. Yeah. Cause and he's mine deal. too. That's and the that's deal. the deal. Yeah. And so, the, and so it, there's a trade off. Yeah. There's no mystery as to why you don't hear liberal voices on television. Well, we do have books to sell that your boss, John Amato, had a wonderful book uh, published in 2010 uh-huh. uh, called Off the Cliff or Over the Cliff, which was how the how how Barack Obama made the Republican Party lose its mind. Yep. Yep. And, and it was written with Dave Nywert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dave Nywert's a great guy and, and John's a great guy. And it was a very fine book. And uh, and yet 
uh, eight years later. <laughs> um, Charlie Sykes, uh, who was the Wisconsin Rush Limbaugh, uh, who was the problem, who was one of the people that lost his mind, who was a sinner and was a, 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 a carrier of this disease for decades. Uh, suddenly, the wind suddenly shifted and Charlie Sykes found himself uh, trying to find a gig where he was now going to write about uh, the epiphany he just had that the Republican Party is full of Republicans. And Charlie Sykes writes a book called How the Right Lost His Mind, which sounds eerily familiar. It sure does. And yet, uh, I don't recall John Amato's book being promoted on MSNBC every fucking day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't recall John being a guest on, on MSNBC constantly and that every time you know i mean I, I literally mean every day and every time he's on they have his book up before they have his book up after and he gets to say as i said in my book so it's not like liberals don't have books or things to say it's that we don't pay off the right people in the media to bribe our way onto the today show that's literally how it works so that's right um because it's a business and and the thing that was extremely clear to me this week which i've always known but starting with Mark Zuckerberg at the top, all the way down to our local paper here in Springfield. That's right. Um, the the thing you have to remember is Mark Zuckerberg is an ad guy. His his Facebook is not about uniting people with their family and sharing nope. pictures of your puppy with your family. It's not about that at all. It's about providing a maximum number of eyeballs to advertisers. Um, our local paper is about getting you to turn the page so they can show you a carpet ad. That's why they exist. And our local newspaper, like many new local newspapers, is a dying industry. So it needs every reader it can get. Well, we live in Trump country. And their business model demands that they put people like Ann Coulter on the op-ed page because 60% of the people where we live want to read Ann Coulter. So it's not a, it's not a decision that has anything to do with journalism or whether she's a good person or a bad person. It has to do with our market, the market we are in, and what the business we are in. The business of, of these organizations from Facebook, which this week, the reason I mentioned it is, uh, Mark Zuckerberg decided that Holocaust deniers are just misunderstood. They just, yep. they just, they just yep. have, they just made a mistake. They're not bad people. They just made a mistake. And so we're not going to judge them by excluding them from our platform just because they're monsters, because they're, they're not monsters first. They're customers first. They're product That's right. first. That's right. They're eyeballs first. And we're not going to get rid of Ann Coulter because we're not in the journalism game. We're in the selling you carpet game. And if we tell 60% of our readers that we're not going to feature their favorite uh, rock star, their favorite monster, they'll leave and we'll close down. So as a business decision, it is imperative that we put horrible people on television Horrible people on the op-ed page and horrible people on Facebook because we're not in the business of giving you the news. We're in the business of selling you shit. And that's well, and and the Today program is ostensibly a news program, yeah. although it's the morning features program, yeah. and and even less than that is the View. But yeah. uh, the the View had uh, Janine Pirro on this afternoon. Oh, bless her heart. To pimp her book. You know, liars, leakers, and liberals. Mm -hmm. And uh, Anna Navarro is guest hosting on The View and said, is that about the White House? Ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. uh, Whoopi Goldberg kicked her off the show, kicked Janine Pirro off her show, said, I've had enough. You're done. Because she was 
uh, spinning anti-immigrant bullshit about a- immigrants murder people, murder uh, law-abiding citizens in the United States. Right. And uh, Whoopi had had enough. And I don't know how, maybe you can help me with this. I don't know how to parse that because it's almost like when Bill O'Reilly was on NPR and stayed for the entire 55 minutes to talk about his book and then walked out on the interview. And, and, you know, he got his 55 minutes. Jeanine Pirro got her book pimped on the show. It's Chris Cuomo. You know, I I invite you on my show to be outraged because I know what you're going to say. And then I get outraged and we both And then I get a lot of play on the internet. Right. Oh, he's such a hero. And, you know, and on the other side, Janine Pirro gets to walk off and say, I, I, I own the libs so bad they kicked me off their show. Send me money. For telling the truth. Right. Right. For telling the truth. Right. So buy my book. Yeah. But the theory of the media is medias are a business. Media is not yeah. in, interested in informing you about anything. They're interested in selling you shit. And that's fine in a marketplace. But that mentality has become effectively a delivery system for fascism. Right. Because right. No, I think that's it. That's exactly it. it. And it doesn't matter. I, I, I think Whoopi was in exactly the right place and did what she could because they were going to have Janine Pirro on, God damn it. They had to because they also are going to have on somebody else later, you know, whoever it is. And the deal has been made that we're going to do this and we're going to pimp this book. They had MSNBC had Ann Coulter on three times. They had her on Hardball. They had her on uh, the uh, uh, Mrs. Greenspan show. And they had her on the Mark Halpern show. Yeah. She was on all three times to pimp the book in Trump We Trust. Yeah. So it's a deal-making situation. Well, and, and it's and this yeah. is the problem because it's it's so in the groundwater now. It's You're it's right. so polluted right. everything that DHS Secretary, Department of Human Services Secretary Christian with an extra J yeah. uh, for flavor, Nielsen. Uh, this week, she doubled down on Donald Trump's own both sides defense of the Charlottesville Nazis. Charlottesville, yes. By saying it's not that one side is right and one side is wrong, she said. She also mm-hmm. said that she hadn't seen any evidence that Russian interfered with, with our election in favor of Donald Trump. Because anytime it, she sees the word Trump and Russia in the same place, she shuts her eyes real quick. <laughs> right. And, and if you are a, uh, a hardcore right-wing meathead and – and you just want to shut your eyes every time any conflicting evidence comes into your field of view. That's why we have the Rube tube for you. That's yeah, that's right. fine. That's that's your prerogative. We we still live in a in, in at least technically free country, and you can do that. But when the media decides that it's not its job to judge whether or not Nazis are good or not, right? It's just right. we have a market, and we have to have all voices except not your voice, Drift Glass, not your voice, Blue Gal, because you're mm-hmm. shrill. You're not ready for prime time, but we definitely need to have hear from Ann Coulter every fucking week. Right, uh, right. Then, then something has gone drastically wrong with the First Amendment because mm-hmm. it isn't about the. Th- these are corporations using the First Amendment as an excuse to put horrible people on the air. And and as Rick Perlstein, I believe I got this right, said when he was on the radio a long time ago, when you give liars and people who don't lie. An equal claim on the public space, you structurally advantage the liars. Absolutely. Because absolutely what do. you're saying is, oh, if I just keep lying and telling bigger and bigger lies and being more and more outrageous, being more and more racist, you'll just keep giving me half of everything I want. Well, there's, then there's no limit. 
then the yeah. limit is Donald Trump going to Helsinki and taking his pants off and dancing like a bear for Vladimir Putin. And, and then coming home and inviting Putin to the White House. Yeah. That's where this all ends. So the reason I have always said don't bother wasting your time arguing with Republicans is because they don't they don't respond to reason. But the people who are doing really, really horrifying damage to this country, long-term drastic damage are corporations, media companies, people who actually own cameras, people who make decisions about who gets to be in the public square, whose mantra is there are no bad opinions. All opinions are welcome. And every Republican atrocity is treated with a shrug. Well, you know how both sides are. Right. Those are the people who are the worst, the worst of the worst. And they're the people who've led us to the place we're at now. Drew Class, let's read a little bit of uh, talking about stuff with the with the news roundup. Let's just let's go that, through right. some of these. Okay. Uh, that We haven't really covered the Trump new bombshell, which no. is, you know, Trump was briefed prior to the inauguration and given absolute physical proof that Putin did it. Which so means. when he fired Jim Comey, he knew. When he fired Sally Yates, he knew. Right. He was covering oh, up. Right. He has been covering up since before he was inaugurated mm-hmm. and muddying the waters on, on, Russia's, on, in, on Russia's involvement in interfering with the presidential election. Yeah, this is worse than Nixon. This is way worse way than Nixon. Way worse. Because yep. Donald Trump knew that the election had been thrown in his direction, that mm-hmm. Russians had actively and aggressively uh, interfered in the election in his favor before b- before he was inaugurated. And every day since then, he's been lying about it, firing people who contradict it, discrediting the investigation and doing Obstructing everything Obstructing justice. Power. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and threatening the, his people to lie for him. Yeah. And putting in place people who, at the drop of a hat, will knock Mueller out and say it's all. And 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 uh, Devin Nunez is, is, is complicit. Right. Uh, Paul Ryan is complicit. Uh, this, week, this is the week that Mitch McConnell accidentally admitted that he uh, knew that yeah. there was interference, that he didn't go along with it that he that everything that we have been saying about Barack Obama tailoring his response uh to meet the reality that Mitch McConnell was going to burn the place down and call it all partisan if Barack Obama went out on his own right. so Mitch McConnell effectively acted as a break on any action by the government that would have been decisive and is a traitor and is a traitor mm-hmm. and and so all this is this is the really really creepy part the whole republican party is one fast criminal conspiracy it is all of them and jim jordan is still in congress yeah and this is the thing that blows my mind yeah is here is a person who giggled and laughed and ignored uh actual rape of athletes and right. uh is still For in years. congress and it's still in, and it's it's nine ten uh, named sources actually coming yeah. forward and saying yes this was me uh, and he's still in Congress and he's just waiting it out it is well and he was well, whenever, he groomed to be Speaker of the House when when the you know Paul Ryan leaves office Jim Jordan was going to take over and drain the swamp Drift Glass he was the one who could drain the swamp remember that yeah, he's, he's a Tea Party man right. He's one of them grassroots guys who, who who was never involved in politics before now. Yeah, no, yeah. you were involved in all kinds of shit before now. But um, no, it's but the theory is, I suppose, when everyone else is involved in high treason, mm-hmm. what's a little molestation? Yeah, yeah. no, that's you it. Know, but I mean, but here is Jim Jordan is involved in the in the molestation right. of democracy as well. He is one of the leading people in the House Oversight Committee going after and wanting to impeach. Rod Rosenstein. 
So no, this is this is a bad person, and he needs to go. Yeah. Well, Devin Nunez, we learned this week, spent nearly fifteen thousand dollars in political donations in on Boston Celtics tickets, winery tours, and a trips to Las trips Vegas. To Las Vegas, yeah, that was the one. But that who got cares? Me. Fuck it. Yeah. No rules. There's no rules. No. No. Um, <laughs> and uh, Eric and Eric and Trump Jr. cost taxpayers nearly a quarter of a million dollars in Secret Service protection for two business trips where they traveled to Dubai to open a golf club under the Trump brand. Mm-hmm. That's a violation of the emoluments clause. It is. Clear, plain, and simple. Speaking of money, uh, Donald Trump's military parade, the one he's got a hard-on for since, you know, yeah. before. Yeah, would house he- every homeless vet in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will cost nearly as much as the tremendously expensive canceled military exercise in South Korea. Wow. That once Trump said, will cost a fortune. It's crazy talk. The parade is expected to cost approximately $12 million. And uh, the number not? of vote vets protesters that are going to be there will be more than the inauguration. Well, speaking of voting. Yes. Uh, this is something we have to work on. And by we, I mean everyone listening to the sound of our voice. Uh, 28% of young adults ages 18 to 34 say they are absolutely certain they'll vote in the midterms compared to 74% of seniors. Yep. That's obscene. Yep. Um. I know that every voting person in this house of age will vote in the midterms. Yep, that's right. I don't know about my neighbors. I don't know about the people uh, at, at our kids' high school. Uh, and that really scares the hell out of me because um, as much as I fucked up the first time I voted, I did vote. You did vote. And I wish we could turn off everybody's phone until they voted and they had to go to the voting booth and get their phone reactivated. <laughs> That's a great That's idea. That's what I would like to see happen. <laughs> that would get a lot because of young voters out to the polls. Yes, here's the thing. Every protest we go to, everyone will watch on watch on television, um, whether it's guns or reproductive rights or anything, we see families there. We see kids yeah, there. We see young sure. people there. We see incredibly talented, activated, articulate, beautiful young people uh, who, who I hope to God are ready for public service because we got to stop having 90-year-olds run That's the country. Right. That's right. Um, but – I, I don't know how to reach their peers. I don't know if their peers are even listening to me yeah. uh, or people like me. I, I probably not since I keep talking about, you know, things like newspapers <laughs> and cable television, <laughs> which are, you know, artifacts from a time gone right, by. Right. Uh, I don't have a flip phone. I, don't, I do have a belt clip, though. You have, uh, you have a phone I, that, that can turn on its side and clip to your belt. That's so cool. I've threatened my stepdaughters to wear it around public. You, were, you did, and they were them. horrified. They were horrified. The Republicans have stripped funding from the election security uh, yeah. funding, and uh, vote, every Republican voted to do that. I, I was just looking that up. Every Republican in the House voted to strip There's funding, to zero out funding for election security in America. There's an there's an active, ongoing attack, real time, happening to this country from Russia on our elections. On our yep. system. and the Republicans have taken away money to defend us from and that attack. R, if you see an R next to somebody's name, it stands for Russian stooge. That's right. Uh, and imagine if you know, two years after nine eleven, we knew another attack was mm-hmm. coming. We knew what it was going to be. We knew where it was going to be launched. And Republicans had said, "We want to stand down all armies." All the military, everyone put your guns down and look the other way. Mm-hmm. Pretend it's not happening. We're taking away all the funding for all security. We're not going to watch anyone do anything. And they and that was their reaction. Mm-hmm. What would that's what we're that's what we're talking about. Um, meanwhile, at the other end of the spectrum, the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem is going to cost 
more than $21 million or nearly 100 times what President Stupid promised it would cost. Because money's, who cares? And the IRS, because now the the IRS is in the hands of Donald Trump, uh, has been told it will no longer force Koch brothers and other groups to disclose their donors. Dark money's getting darker. You can you can bring, you can bring it in by the cargo plane. Yep. You can bring in pallet trucks. You can bring in billions of unmarked dollars, and the IRS will no longer tell force the Koch brothers to say where they're spending it or what they're spending it on. Yep, kids yep. are still in cages, and uh, not yep. uh, they they're still uh, not one hundred percent reunited with their family, even though the judge said they were supposed to be. Uh, this I point, want to talk about uh, this interpreter thing where the Republican yeah, yes, Party yes, yes. killed a motion to subpoena the interpreter from the Trump-Putin private meeting. Uh, Donald Trump is showing clips from Russian state TV today. Yes, he is. By the way. Propaganda from Russian state TV. Is yeah, he? propaganda from Russian state TV about how great he is, you know, because he's great. Uh, this uh, interpreter, I understand uh, the Republican Party killed this motion. I I do understand any hesitation to do that from the standpoint that she is a civil servant right. and uh, isn't, didn't do anything illegal. And it is, it has a chilling effect on uh, getting good people to serve in that very important because job. Because of the Republican party's great and longstanding respect for civil servants. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly not. Uh, but uh, she and the state department and the uh, entire foreign policy apparatus of the federal government should have put a stop to this one-on-one two-hour oh yeah nobody else in the room meeting and if anybody had any guts to it within the administration to stand up to trump and say you uh secretary of state's going to quit your director of national intelligence is going to quit your chief of staff is going to quit you're going to have five people we're all going to quit if you meet with putin one-on-one and uh your interpreter is going to release the notes because we're going to leak them. That's what's going to happen. We're yeah. going to leak the notes. And in an so, alternate universe where there were that's nothing, right. where, there, where the White House had people in it who weren't just nothing but sycophants. Exactly. And sycophants and, and uh, hated this country, then right. that would happen. That would happen. But uh, that, that And would... so that we have this highly unusual situation, uh, like everything associated with Donald Trump. Uh, where the only person in the room who can provide factual data to Congress for, for accountability is this poor woman, this interpreter whose job it was to translate Russian for Donald Trump. Right. And I think that she can be subpoenaed in private. I think that the uh, congressional, you know, the people that are that have a uh, no cell phones area security high level gang of eight type of thing a skiff interview her the skiff right it should be it should be that level of security that level of congress that that take this seriously and don't leak it should be able to subpoena her notes and ask her questions about the content of her notes she doesn't have to provide any personal information to them or any in personal interpretations she can provide her notes and explain what they meant and and i I think she has to do that, but not, but no, she doesn't because the GOP killed that motion. So well, unless you think this is a one-off, this is yeah, good timing. Right. This is also the week that we learned that it was the Republicans and only the Republicans who shut down any question of Maria Butina. Yep. Uh, yep. It was in not terms of, in terms of her uh, testifying before Congress. Yep. And right. our, our, not our Congressman, but Illinois Congressman Mike Quigley, 
talked about yeah. this this week that Republicans shut down the demands by Democrats to question her. Uh, she was indicted Tuesday by federal prosecutors, by the way. This is not just nobody. This is the yeah, woman no. who is a Russian spy living in this country who basically fucked her way into the NRA and yep. used and, and spread money around to influence elections and to create a, a, a uh, forward operating base for Russia in this country. And, Via the NRA, which yeah. is fascinating. I mean, from a from a spy novel standpoint, it's it was brilliant to do it that way because you got to meet every single Republican governor, every single Republican senator, anybody you wanted to meet because you were a fundraiser for the NRA and a and a source of big political dark money for coming from the NRA. You could meet absolutely. So anybody. if you if you're curious as to why no one ever talked to her before, it's because. As Mike Quigley said, she was high on the Democratic side on the list of people the Democrats desperately wanted to put under oath and talk to. But Devin Nunez and the Republicans shut that down. Her and 30 other witnesses were never called. They were told they're never going to be called. And then Nunez uh, doctored the results of the investigation to exonerate, quote unquote, Donald Trump and then closed the investigation. Nunez should be in jail. In jail. He's a fucking traitor. He should be at minimum. He should be serving time in an orange jumpsuit in federal prison for betraying his country. And, and everyone who votes for him is cool with it. That's the part we want you to keep in mind. All yeah. the people, this this absolute betrayal of, of basic congressional oversight. It's not just incompetence. These people actively working to stop the people who are trying to stop the Russians from getting into our election system. They're 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 cutting the cords on the alarm system. They're slitting the hoses of the fire department mm-hmm. and their elected Republican officials and their voters are cool with that. And they're getting reelected. Yeah. It's insane. Drift class. Uh, and, and they are not going to let honeypot out of jail. She's no. going to wear that orange jumpsuit because the minute they let her out, if she's in the limousine of a Russian embassy official, she's home free. They, they yeah. get, she, she gets diplomatic immunity and she's gone. Well, as, as Rachel, so. I think it was Rachel last night who pointed out once she gets in the car of a Russian yes, official, exactly. she's on foreign the soil car. and she's the gone. Car. Yeah, right. no, that's the point is yeah. she hops in a, in a limousine and she's gone. She's not reachable by law enforcement, by U.S. law enforcement. So no, that's, uh, she can stay in the orange jumpsuit in jail is where she's going to stay. Uh, all right. I think, I think Well, I do want to mention one thing. Uh-huh. Uh, for people out there who are, are mad that Democrats aren't standing up on their hind legs and yelling at their top of their lungs, they are. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Schumer unloaded pretty substantially on Donald Trump this week. Nancy Pelosi did too, and nobody covered it uh, because, you know, it's the, not entertaining. The, I actually watched part of Nancy Pelosi's this morning. Um, oh. The Washington Post posted it to YouTube live, and there were maybe eight reporters yeah. in the room yeah. uh, because, you know, who cares, right? Right. And she but, and she did use the word treason, and yeah. she did she did say impeachment. I mean, she is pushing uh, and saying that I, she. I don't know if she said impeachment. I don't know if she that the irony of that I think might have been noted by a few people, yeah. but uh, she did say treason, yeah. and uh, then uh, they called for a vote. Apparently, there was a vote on the House floor while she was talking, which I found amazingly, uh, I you know, suspect as to. Why? Why would they? Why would she hold a press conference when she knew a vote was going to go on? No, they moved the vote up. Yeah. Uh, and and again, this is where I say uh, I'm all for government benefits, but uh, the benefit of the doubt is dead yeah. <laughs> to me. No, no Republican gets the benefit of the doubt from we, me ever. We, we, our our 
fraud deficit yeah. with the Republican Party. Our lying their ass off deficit is so high with the Republican yeah. Party yep. that our benefit of the their, their benefit of the doubts are now cut to zero. Cut to zero. Not, Zeroed out. Not. Zeroed you out. You should always presume if a Republican opens their mouth, you should presume they're lying. And I mean from the county assessor all the way up to the White House. If they're exactly. a Republican, they're fucking lying. And if they're not lying, they should leave the party. That's it. All these hey. Republicans who want to write a stern letter and get credit for it, I'm looking at you, Flake. Yep. Um, if you want to get a little credit in the history books, put down the stationery and the quill pen and the thesaurus, walk over to the Democratic side of the aisle and say, I would like to I would like to uh, caucus, caucus with you, with you yeah. Yeah. and and stop this madness because I can't take it anymore. Right. Any decent human being, anyone that you respect in your own political history would do would have done this a year and a half ago. Absolutely. And the fact that you can't or won't either means you have no guts at all, you hate this country, or the Russians have something on you too. Yep. Thank you, Drift Glass. My pleasure, Blue. Yeah, I love you. And it's been a real it's been a blast podcasting with you for 450 years. It's been episodes. a blast doing that with you, too, and everything else. Can I tell you a little story? Sure. I was sitting at the uh, dining room table looking out the window uh-huh. and uh, looking at a little car that isn't really mine anymore. Um, Middle child has just decided to adopt your car. Has has appropriated this this old beater that I have that does get what us What is around. it, like 170,000 miles? Yeah, it's, it's some insane amount of miles um and there's a long story behind why that's my car not my other car but that's a different story for a different day um but back when we were doing the first of our podcast yes that street had me in it teaching these kids how to ride a bike that's right you taught and all of them how to ride a bike on that street, on that right street. Out i just looked out there and it just i had those two memories superimposed yeah. of, of middle child driving away in what used to be my car <laughs> uh, and then then not that many years ago in my telling, but of course for them it's eons ago, out there uh, with youngest child who just wanted to ride fast yeah. and go away. Yeah. And uh, junior dude who just wanted to know the rules. Yeah, what just are the rules for bike, bike riding? Have I, t- have I technically ridden a bike now? Yes, you have. <laughs> well, then I can get off and do, have to do it ever again because I've, I've ridden it. And now that experience has been checked off my bucket list. Uh, but he was very concerned about the rules. And middle child who was very concerned about doing right and falling down and, and was very, very cautious about the whole thing right up until she started hitting her speed. And it's like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's kind that's of just... how she is now with driving too. Although yes. Yes. I, I, I think she is going to follow the rules very carefully for now, for now. Knock wood. She keeps following the rules. Yeah. I, t- I, I told I, her I what just... happens if she doesn't follow the rules and I, yeah. you know, I'm it's, it's scary. It's scary, folks. <laughs> it is. It's, and it's, it's something that I'm sure most of our listeners have gone through in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. But it just it sort of caught me how, how long you and I have been doing this so far. Yeah. 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 Still enjoying it. Still love and still love doing it every week. And as, just as a reminder, this is just our normal daily, daily conversation. We, we have um, to do a shout out now, Drift Glass, to Erica. Erica on okay. Twitter who wrote about our podcast and said, come for the lefty politics, stay for the way they talk to and love each other. Aww. Isn't that a nice, nice branding of our podcast? <laughs> oh, and Tammy, uh, our, uh, our internet angel, yeah. uh, says that she loves it when we get flirty. Ooh. So, you know, this is something that uh, Pod Save America never does. <laughs> uh, Thank God. <laughs> uh, so we we got that going. We for got us. that going for us, baby. And we're all thinking right. Of our second podcast, which will be uh, Professional Left After Dark, uh, all flirty. Bow chicken, bow wow. Bow 
Chicka Bow Bow. Each week we post to our Facebook page and website an internet kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's internet kitties are Nico and Mindy. The photo of Nico and Mindy was taken at the moment their human told them that the president had misspoken, worrying about using a double negative at his Helsinki. If you look at them, they're looking at the camera and saying, what? What? <laughs> you look just a little skeptical. Both kitties are former dumpster divers. Mindy was, is from Utah and Nico is from Texas. They are blue cats from a red state. Aww. And uh, yeah, they got no time for that. No. He was worried about what? No, he wasn't. He's lying again. You can send your internet kitty to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions! Letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. And again, thank you for the cards and emails and donations for my birthday. It made me feel very special. I got yarn for my birthday that I ordered myself because my husband isn't stupid and my i got a very funny phone call from youngest child at the bookstore you yes, took her to the bookstore and she called me from the bookstore and said we have this friend that we are shopping for and she likes knitting books do you think she would like this knitting book and i said I love that knitting book. I own it already. Yeah, she might like that, but I already own it. And then she said, what about this knitting book? And I said, I don't have that knitting book, but it has always seemed very intriguing to me. (laughs) And she said, thank you you for that information. (laughs) It was was genuinely fun shopping with her. It was genuinely fun and clever. It was clever of her to come up with that phone call. And and everyone agreed to, to... uh, play along on that one. So, and I appreciated all the care that went into her hiding those gifts up in her room, and <laughs> even the yarn that I ordered, she wrapped. Yeah, so, were, these kids are crazy about their mom. That's one yeah. thing that. And uh, and my son is uh, out in Washington State right now. He uh, put on Facebook, "Thank God you're my mother," and I just about lost it at that point. So, oh my goodness! Uh, thank you, everybody. We we appreciate you. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. And that is, you know, your average percentage of people that donate to a cause or donate to uh, a podcast is 1%. So our listenership has gone up and our donor uh, base has gone up. We don't sell names and addresses to anybody we thank you and then we're done uh but uh one percent of our listeners has been consistent over the eight years that we've been doing this so if you, uh, if you want to be part the, of that one percent we appreciate if you make it. the pie higher you know yeah that's exactly right <laughs> see our website proleftpod.com for details both our paypal postal address information are there as well as patreon and GoFundMe and everything is there at ProLeftPod.com. Please share our show on Facebook, Twitter, or other social media. We do appreciate that so much. Hey, Drift Class, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties' favorite new game is watching Trump walking back the walkbacks of his original walkbacks. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. 
Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, dubbing. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2018, DGBG Productions Incorporated.